Hello there, and welcome to the Holy Awkward Silence podcast, where we talk about how we partner with God to grow in our faith. My name's Jeremy, and on today's episode, we'll be discussing the value of establishing a rule of life and some things to consider when putting a rule of life together. For full transparency's, uh, transparency's sake, I'm taking and reworking an old episode that I did a little while back to update it and add a few more things to consider uh, as we think about the new year and some of the things that we would like to, to see happen for us in the new year. The new year is always a great time to consider our habits and our goals. Uh, it's a great time to commit ourselves to living differently because we're already naturally considering how our previous year went and how we want our new year to be. And so with that in mind, we're talking about the value of establishing a rule of life. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what a rule of life is, it's simply committing to a particular way of life. It was used first in monastic communities and convents going all the way back to the early church. The most famous rule of life is probably the one put in place by St. Benedict in the 6th century. The rule he established for his monastic community governed things like daily prayer routines, clothing, uh, how folks were to interact with each other, accountability, and service to others within the community and outside the community. Each community established a pattern of daily habits uh, specific to their institution. It was a means to live out their calling individually and, again, as part of a community. It was a way to set expectations and to provide accountability to each other. There were usually uh, private and communal components. Each member was expected to live according to the rule as part of that community. In creating and adhering to the rule of life, they were committing to a life of accountability for their own spiritual formation before others and before God. But before I go any further, I want to make sure that you understand that developing a rule of life is not a means to earn God's favor. It's not a means by which we earn salvation. It's not a means to get God to do what we want him to do. A rule of life doesn't make God love us more. He already loves us as much as he, he can possibly love us. A rule of life should flow out of us as a response to God's love for us. It should be a response to his grace and love, not a means to earn it. Consider Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 8 as a reminder. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Christ or through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. 
Now, with that being said, a rule of life is an ancient practice that can seem pretty foreign to us. Most of us aren't part of a monastic community, so we might wonder if this is a valuable experience for us. I'd argue that there's tremendous value in creating one because it helps us think through who we want to be, how we want to live, and most importantly, how God wants us to live. It pushes us to think about the good habits that we have in our life and uh, things that we might want to add in, and it, it causes us to think about the bad habits in our lives and things that we want to take out. A rule of life helps us to, to govern how we interact with others. It will help us sort through our priorities and keep us from being overwhelmed by things that we can't fit into our schedule. It'll help us create more space in our lives for the presence of God. It helps bring order and freedom to live as God calls us. A rule of life often includes a commitment to prayer uh, for self and prayer for others, scripture reading, stewardship, service, worship, as well as the incorporation of, of other spiritual disciplines. It may include how you choose to spend your Sabbath or how you spend your money, or it might include a commitment to self-care through healthy eating and exercise. You may choose to include committing to quality time with family, friends, neighbors, or a mentor. Whatever your goals might be, a rule of life helps you to commit to them. Write them down and bring others in to help you stay accountable. Now, here are some things you might want to consider as you think about crafting your own rule of life. Number one, start small and develop good habits. Lasting change usually occurs by establishing good habits. It tends to occur slowly over a long period of time. Be willing to take the time. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you as you create it. Listen, be obedient. Make sure what you are hearing lines up with the Bible. Number three, if you're part of a small group, whether it's a Sunday school class, an uh, an accountability group, a Bible study group, or a prayer group, consider crafting a rule of life together. And if you aren't part of a small group, consider joining one as part of your rule of life uh, to help you uh, remain account uh, accountable uh, and to help you grow in your spiritual life. Number four, your rule of life should evolve over time as you grow in your faith. And I recommend revisiting it every six months to a year to see if there's something that needs to be adjusted. Number five, creating or consider creating a rule of life for your family. They don't have to be massive lists of things to do. Your family's spiritual growth is important. It's something that we should all be focused on. It doesn't have to be significant. It doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have to be a big shift. It can be something as simple as committing to spending a few minutes each day as a family praying for one another, reading the Bible. Number six, write your rule of life down somewhere that, so that you can review it. Um, review your rule of, reviewing your rule of life regularly helps you to remain accountable and re might remind you um, of the things that you are intent on doing because it's easy to get busy. It's easy to 
forget the things that we're trying to work on when life sort of begins to overwhelm us. And so having that rule of, of life written down someplace where you can regularly review it and, and have access to it to, to remind you of the, the goals that you have uh, is really important. And number, except, uh, number seven, explore how others have crafted a rule of life. Spend some time reading about how others have, have crafted their rule and use that as a, as a template. I'll leave some links uh, in the episode description if you would like to read more about how to, how to craft a rule of life. And I want to uh, sort of close out by giving you some questions for reflection to help you process how a rule of life uh, can be crafted and how it might be helpful for you. What is one good habit that you would like to add into your life in the coming year? What is one bad habit that you would like to eliminate from your life in the coming year? What are the goals that you would like to set for yourself this year? What plan have you put into place to help you achieve your goals in the coming year, especially in regards to your faith formation? And finally, what support system do you have in place to help you achieve your goals this year? Thanks so much for listening to the Holy Awkward Silence podcast. Please keep listening for a couple of minutes to hear how you can help support the podcast. And until next time, Merry Christmas, and may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I'd like to send a big thank you to all the listeners of the Holy Awkward Silence podcast. You've all been a tremendous blessing as I've gotten encouraging words from you about the podcast. If you're interested in helping to support the podcast, here are a couple of different ways that you can do that. Number one, you can help support us financially. Your support helps to support the time, energy, and resources needed to make the podcast go. You can give financially by going to anchor.fm backslash holy awkward silence. At the top of the page, you will see a button that says support. Click it, and it will allow you to set up monthly contributions. The second way you can help is to share the podcast with your friends. Word of mouth is a great way to help out the podcast grow. You can do so easily by clicking the share button and inviting others to listen to the podcast on your social media feeds. And third, you can help us out by praying. Pray that people will find the podcast, will listen, and will grow in their faith. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to help out the Holy Awkward Silence podcast in whatever way you can.